Welcome to the Hot Lobby Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Ryan Finley, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Padres, Royals, three games. The Padres have arrived at the portion of their schedule that they were kind of looking forward to, you know, maybe some some teams that, that weren't so good. But they've arrived there as a team that's not so good. I still buy into it. Got three against the Royals. You play uh, three against the Red Sox, three against the Nationals, three against the Yankees, three against the Marlins. That's nine games of 15 uh, that you play teams with losing records. I still think it is significant. I think this is a huge part of the early season schedule. I do. But we got to address the fact that the Padres stink right now. Ryan, where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we start with the, with the Padres getting swept by the Dodgers and you know, we've been saying for weeks, Kevin, when when there have been some issues, hey, it's a long season. Hey, these guys will even out. And and while I still think that there's a belief, certainly within that clubhouse, that they're going to be who they are, who who they have been in the past. Um, when you see it game after game and week after week against a team in the Dodgers that is the measuring stick in the division, um, I think it's cause for major concern. Uh, what, what is the biggest issue to you at this point? I'm still going to say it's that the guys that are making the big bucks aren't hitting. Yes, they they their catchers aren't aren't hitting. Yes, their DHs might be, you know, to a point where they're they're you're not going to get much out of them uh, on mm-hmm. on a on a regular basis. Uh, yes, Jake Cronenworth is I think one for his last twenty. There are four guys at the top of the lineup, and two of them lately are doing their job. Mm-hmm. One of them was suspended for the first 20 games. One of them didn't hit for the first 25, 24. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado, has the, who's being paid the most of all. And I don't like to make this about money, but there's a reason you get money. And there's a reason that you're here as, as the highest paid guy. And then Xander Bogarts who's making $25 million a year is what, three for his last 22 or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things. And we want to look for all these issues. And I see that our producer, John Kelly, who is a Padres fan, has Bob Melvin as the picture of the week. Um, and I assume that there's maybe a reason behind that. We can, And I'm, I'm certainly hearing from a lot of fans about Bob Melvin. I know that when you play the Dodgers, you want to talk about chemistry or, or you know, uh, the just the it factor or, or the information that the team gets uh, and all that. I feel like well, some of that is maybe valid, right? And these are avenues to explore. How about the big guys do their job? Mm-hmm. Starting with Manny Machado. And and Kevin, I thought Manny had some really interesting things to say after yesterday's game. It was not, that's baseball. It was not a, well, you know, there's another game tomorrow. Uh, I thought that he was insightful. Has he reached a point, is he feeling this heat a little bit now too? Sure, sure. He changed into tight pants. I mean, you know, what makes a man do that except feeling the heat? Right. Um, yes, uh, for sure. And and these guys are human. And, and you know, you're prone to maybe not doing your job the best that you can for, for a while. He has had worse stretches. Now, one of them, all of the ones except for the, that happened in 2019, happened in the first couple of years of his career. He had some injuries. He was young. He was 21 in his 2014 uh, season. Um, 2019, he acknowledged, you know, uh, it had been a a tough off season with the free agency and all that. Um, So this is, this is concerning what's, what's happening right now, but it's not the worst stretch of his career. And I still buy into the whole back of the baseball card and that, that it'll even out. I also know the Padres will not hit 198 with runners in scoring position for the entire year. 
um, and, and things will get better, but that doesn't mean they're not bad now. It doesn't mean there's not cause for concern and, and that heck every hole in their, their whole lineup that we kind of knew, you know, might be there has been exposed. But again, there's a reason they assembled the talent that they did. And that's so that the, the holes, right. If you're going to have that much, Right. Unless you're the Dodgers who somehow find, you know, guys all the time to come through with big hits, though. I will point out that Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman and Will Smith are doing their jobs. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have holes. You mask over those holes with a hundred million dollar top of your lineup. And right. that line, that part of the lineup is not doing the job. Um, so, but they're also not going to pitch this well all year. That's the thing that drives, you know, we talk about, okay, the hitting's going to come. If you are what the back of your baseball card says you are, they have how many playoff caliber starting pitchers? Two and a half? Okay, but they better worry about what getting through the season before the playoffs. But I got you. Yes, I understand what you're saying about the rotation. Uh-huh. Right. If you're scoring three runs a night, that's a lot of pressure on your pitcher. It sure is. And, and I you don't cannot expect these guys to give up three, four runs a night yep. all year long, or else you're going to burn somebody out. And, and and it goes for relievers as well. And I don't know that that is given enough credence. Now, look, some guys need to do their job. There's some guys that maybe shouldn't be in that bullpen. Robert Suarez isn't here. Adrian Morajon is not here. Um, you know, I don't know that I want to include Drew Pamarans because I don't know that the Padres included him in their plans because you can't count on him. But it certainly would help if he were here. But Robert Suarez is a big one because just one key piece that you were counting on being gone means other guys have to move into certain roles. And, and not only are they moving into certain roles, like a Steven Wilson, a Brent Honeywell, you're, you're now you're moving into it. And every single night having to put pitch tied plus one minus one, it's, it's a, a medium to high leverage situation. And that is more difficult than say a four or five run lead. Um, it right. just is. Uh, and then it builds on itself and it becomes uh, even more difficult, and you start to get tired. Kevin, this is what happened in 2021. They played, they didn't get enough starting. I mean, there's been more than enough starting pitching, but they didn't get enough starting pitching. They put the bullpen in high-pressure situations almost all year long, and it fell apart at the end because you can only put a bullpen through too much. Am I oversimplifying that or not? Yes, but that's okay. I mean, you know, there <laughs> are no, yeah, there there are no perfect comparisons from year to year, but yeah. Uh, that's a, it's at least, you know, it's at least something to give us, uh, to wrap our heads around kind of why this is a danger zone. Uh, sure. absolutely. I, I don't know that this is like, I've been playing around with the phrases in my head. Is this a crisis? Is it a crisis point? Is it, uh, you know, what is it? Um, because I still do think that there's a long way to go and that these guys will be better. And I again, point out that there are six playoff spots and that, I don't know that there's more than eight teams that are, I think, generous. Um, I don't know that there's really, you know, that many teams to challenge. I think the Padres will be fine. And then we can start worrying about uh, what they do in the postseason. How about when they get to, you know, 10 or 11 games over 500? Then we can start worrying about that. The idea that um, chemistry, okay, maybe there's some reality to that. Uh, The idea that they, you know, I don't know that they, they, they just uh, they, they don't know they don't the Padres haven't like established something that that they can kind of fall back on or that there's a way they do things. Well, when you're firing and hiring coaches all the time, when you're bringing in new players, like why in what world was that not something we were all aware of before this season? That's why I go back to the top four getting their job done. 
That's that. I mean, for the love of God, that is it's unbelievable how bad that they have been. It doesn't mean that they will be. Both can be true. I still preach patience. It doesn't mean that they have not stunk and and they have to do better. It's like they do. That doesn't mean under these other things we can't concentrate. But I see, for instance, a lot of concentration on Ha-Sung Kim. The guy's hitting 300 in May. Right. Okay. He, I don't know what his average is for the season. 240. That's who he is. Like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. If some other people are getting their jobs done. Right. No, that's a great point. And, you know, you look at, complete lack of production from a couple of positions. I mean, I would say catcher, oh, at yeah. least offensively has been awful. Problem. We talked- find a catcher. Yeah. Well, okay. But here, okay. You just said that. And you had a note in your newsletter last week, a little bit about that concept. Luis Camposano is hurt and is out what eight weeks at minimum. Basically he cannot be counted on to contribute to this team indefinitely. Right. Yep. Okay. The backup catcher is Brett Sullivan who made his big league debut. He's been a great story. He's regressed a little bit offensively here in the last week or so. Are they at a point? I mean, would you be surprised if you saw a new name in that clubhouse in the next week or two? Is it too early in the season to be talking about personnel changes like that? No. Talk about trades? What do you think? It's not too early to, to do that. Not at that position. Not with what's happening now. I mean, as if everyone couldn't see it with their eyes. Uh, I mean, we've reached a point where... Uh, Bob Melvin's going with matchups now late in games. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Brett Sullivan started six of the last 12 games. There was not a point in the season where there was an even uh, uh, sharing of time by, by Austin Nola and, and, and and anyone else. Um, So, yeah. And, and it is a, it is a suckage, uh, a black hole in in, in the lineup. Uh, If you don't have Austin Nola, like in a bunt situation, um, and I don't think they see it trending up very much. Um, so, so again, like, are they getting by with with that? If other people are hitting, sure. But okay, fine. I've covered that. Yeah, they need to address that that situation right there. Right, and it's not. Again, I think that we need to remind our listeners every once in a while. The goal with this team is no longer to make the playoffs. The goal with this team is no longer to be 500. This is a champ. They have championship caliber expectations. Peter Seidler posed the question: Will the championship parade be held on the water or on? Land? And I know that it was a witty retort to questions about the way they're spending money. Simply being good enough to make the playoffs isn't necessarily the goal with this team. At least that's not what they told you. That's not what they've told us. Um, you know, where do they turn that catcher? I mean, if this is unta- if if this is trending downward and the one guy who could help you internally is out for the next eight weeks, where do they turn? Yeah, I, uh, there's not a whole lot of options. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Yasmani Grandal. You know, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I mean, there's not, right. and it stinks at that position that you would have to bring someone in in the middle of the season. It really does, mm-hmm. uh, which is another reason I go to, you know, some guys need to get their jobs done. Uh, right. You know, but but it really does stink that you have to go to, to that spot. It also is not going to save your season. It, yep. it, it's, it might get you some more hits there. Maybe it gets you some RBIs there, um, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it's also not going to save your season. I just want to make mm-hmm. that clear. Like, right. like what's going to save your season is Manny Machado having an 850-plus OPS for the rest of the year because right. he's at six something, 650 or something right now. So that's what's going to save your season. Xander Bogarts hitting better is going to save your season. Juan Soto doing more of what he's done the last two weeks is, is what's going to save your season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., maybe a little more slug, but 
basically doing what he's been doing is uh, what's going to save your season. Uh, but there, there are that is an issue that needs to be addressed. Reliever may be an issue that needs to be addressed. Depending, Robert Suarez hasn't started throwing yet, so it's not like you know you're you're you know Robert Suarez isn't walking through that door. Um, you know, not right now at least. But they should be able to get by again if some people hit. Well, and and that's the thing, right? It's the expectation is not that Austin Nola hit 300. The expectation is that they thought that if he did what he had done during his career up until this point, that they would be just fine. Not to belabor the, the, the catcher point. Austin Nola was killing the ball in spring. Hmm. He was having, I know that we take, you know, that, that much grain of salt, what you do in spring training. How much do you think getting hit in the face and the, the recovery or the attempt to return from that has affected him? Or has anybody indicated anything about that? Yes, and that it's not the case. But okay. that's that that's not to say that it's not like or that there wasn't something to that, but more, and we've talked about it. I think I I um like there's been a regression by Austin Nola. Like he's he's um a 30, is it 31, 32? I don't know. Uh he's a catcher who maybe had uh, a certain ceiling and maybe reached it. And you know, it's a it's a position that takes a lot out of you and to try to fix yourself at the plate while getting beat down behind the plate. Again, there's a reason there's not a lot of good hitting catchers. Um, and, and so no, it's more that they, people just what they're seeing in him in terms of how he moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gotcha. That's smarter people than me. Um, you know, in terms of baseball and, and can notice things they don't like what they're seeing. Uh, from him that's outside the organization uh, as as well as inside it and I think that we can all kind of look at the numbers and see it too sure I know that we're not in the speculation game Um, what would it take to get somebody like I don't know you know he's gonna be a free agent right so not a whole lot you would think but White Sox would have to be looking uh, for 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 a little help maybe the Padres can send him a 16 year old shortstop that no one's ever heard of Um, I don't know uh, so uh, don't they, send the 16 year old catcher. Don't the Padres have more <laughs> in their system than people think just because they're ranked, whatever it is, 20 something. Uh, they have more enable in, in terms of not like say Dodgers or, or some other teams, like uh, players are going to come up and help them like a bunch of them. That's, that's probably not the case, but in terms of uh, 19, 20 year olds that you can, pry a player from a veteran player from another team they 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 have those players if that's what they're going to decide to do um and at this point you're so far in that's what you got to decide to do at this point at the the, it should be another i'm not it's not a a juan soto you're not going to get a grab like that but starting pitcher reliever catcher at this point you you have to because that's what you've done to yourself i mean you're all in whether you like that phrase or not, you're all in. So that means keep pushing until you can't borrow anymore. Uh, and in this case, it's borrowing from your future. Uh, because Juan Soto, you know, has a season and a half left here, probably. Um, you're not guaranteed to get Shohei Otani. Uh, time is ticking on some other guys in their 30s. Uh, you are all in for now. So it, it's, you know, I, don't, I, I will expect that A.J. Preller will – uh, be active, uh, at least in pursuing. And generally when he pursues and puts his mind to it, finds a way to to add to the team. A week ago, we were talking about Bob Melvin ticked at the end of the twin series. Um, you know, short with you guys, had told the team, no uncertain terms, it's time to 
you know, basically stop talking about it and be about it. Um, what buttons are left to mm -hmm. push <laughs> if this continues? I mean, and again, it probably won't continue. They're playing the Royals and the Red Sox. But if this continues, what buttons does he have left to push? The Red Sox are in last place, I think, but have a winning record in the AL East. Um, wow. So, so uh, yeah, I don't think, again, what do you got? Brad Keller and Brady Singer coming up for the Royals. You, you, yes, they get paid. But as I said to Manny Machado last week, but they don't, uh, oh, he said, he said, uh, they got to eat too. I said, well, right. That, that that's true. I know. I, and he knows, uh, that I respect how hard it is to hit in this league. I said, but they don't get in as much to eat as most of the guys on this, in this lineup. Um, that's just like, yeah, they get paid. And I am willing to say you face Clayton Kershaw, you who, by the way, you beat, um, but you face uh, Luis Urias, uh, you face Dustin May, uh, you're facing some good pitchers, 100%, man, you can have a bad night or not get the big hit, right, With the Do against the Dodgers bullpen. But I'm sorry, you got to take two or three from the Twins. And you, at this point, I mean, I'll never say you got to sweep a team, but you got to, you know, really do well against the Royals, okay? Uh, they, the Royals, by the way, are better in most offensive categories than the Padres, but one place that they stink is pitching. So yeah. the, they should do that. Your question, what more buttons were there in a push? I think we also talked about that, man, Bob Melvin must have really felt it was important to do then because the Dodgers were coming up, uh, and he knew who was starting for the Dodgers. So there was a chance that, you know, uh, if a manager can pick his time, he does it before the Royals series. All right. Um, but he felt it was important to do it for the Dodger series. Uh, what buttons are left to push? You got what is he going to do? Bench Manny Machado? Bench Juan Soto? Uh, what buttons are there to push? <laughs> Turn over a table this time? Um, I, I, uh, I mean, you can move guys down in the order. You can you can send guys down. I mean, I know that that doesn't really matter, but, you know. There, there are some things there. He's tried some things. I don't know that you do that again. Okay. Could it reach a point where they got to play some more small ball? I guess it could, right? They tried that a few times. It even worked one time, but like, are you really sending up one soda to bunt? Like, is that where we're at? Like, 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 I, I, I just, I'm not sure. Again, you, you made this team, right? You don't suddenly in the middle of the season, make it a different team. Like, I don't, especially, it's not like you made this team and it's like, oh, these are some expendable parts. You made this team with, like, really important parts made of gold, right. okay? And, it, you know, um, they, they, they just got a hitter. They need to out-talent, out-best. They need Ooh. to be better than other teams, right? Like, I don't, whatever other teams have, the Padres have the ability – offensively to be better. And that's what they need to do. Uh, um, because like, I just don't see changing the way that they play. That doesn't mean every once in a while. Um, look, I get why Fernando Tatis Jr. Didn't steal the other night. And why uh, with when, when I'm talking about in the eighth inning, uh, Manny Machado is up. Uh, what once want uh, Tatis is on first, you've got, uh, Grisham is, I think, anyway, you had a man on second, um, or no, you had a man on third, sorry. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, a ground ball or a devil play machine to some extent in, in Manny Machado lately up to bat, but also an RBI machine and a drive the ball to the gap machine. And you have Fernando Tatis on first base, a ball to the gap. Fernando Tatis Jr. being who he is can walk home. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's got a score. 
He can't score from the dugout. So I, I get why you don't steal there to take away the double play. I get it. I get the argument to steal too. My point is there are some things maybe that can be done to create some more things. But you know what? There were times in the season they ran themselves out of innings. Okay? So, like, it's not like Bob Melvin's not trying to do mm-hmm. something. He, he is. Um, also, Bob Melvin has been a huge topic, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Brian, but uh, again, if you are what the back of your baseball card says you are, and that is today's theme. I, th- um, I, I don't believe Bob, I believe Bob Melvin's not the problem. <laughs> I, I think that he should probably get more grace than a bad month and a half um, because he has been who he's been his entire career. Um, he's done more with less. He's done more with more. <laughs> the, I don't, I don't think he's a problem. I think the manager is where fans look and the coaches are where fans look first. And because they're fans of players, they're not fans of manager, right? I think that your that your average Padre fan is probably harder on manager than on the guy who's Jersey Dale. And, you know, players play. I, I don't think Bob Melvin's the problem, um, but I don't get emails from people telling me that he's the problem either, Kevin. Dude, what are What are fans saying to you? Well, that he can't motivate him. And, and, and I think that's just the easy thing to say. Um, now, clearly the evidence there, like in just wins and losses and batting average. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, I guess I, I really can't argue with you. I mean, I, I don't have any evidence to show you really that, that he, the results, right? Bob Melvin himself said it's a results-oriented business. Bob Melvin pulled the right strings last year, navigated them through quite a bit of drama, as a matter of fact to get to the playoffs and get to the National League Championship Series. It wasn't a 60-game season, right. right? I'm seeing him compared to Jace Tingler. It wasn't a 60-game season. You know the Padres weren't making the playoffs in a 162-game season in 2020, right? Like, right. Denelson Lamette wasn't going to continue pitching. Um, they're, they're, they're like, they're, that was a, a fluke. We, we really shouldn't even count it, uh, you know. Um, so – uh, when, at least in our brain when we're thinking about I, it. I'm happy to not count it if we're not counting the Dodgers World Series. Well, so. you know, I don't want to get into that, but, you know, the Dodgers, I agree. I mean, to a certain extent, but the Dodgers won the World Series that was in front of them, right? Sure. Like like they, they they did, and I do think they were probably going to the playoffs that year um, if it was 162 games. But, yeah, but the, uh, the, the point being that, like, he wasn't that long ago that, Bob Melvin helped them through a season without Fernando Tatis Jr. And, and, you know, kind of a lot of the same egos and and situations in the um, clubhouse and, and a team that wasn't really as talented as this one and some issues with injuries and stuff and got him into the playoffs and into the, the National League Championship Series. And, and now, I don't know. I just think maybe the players, and, and I'm not even saying we're at this point, but maybe the guy who put the players together too. Like, I'm not saying that we're at that point. I don't think we're at any point right now. Right. It is 41 games into the season. May. It's May. It's early May. But yeah. we're, we're at the point we can talk about it because it's yeah. really bad. But, right. like, by the way, Bob Melvin didn't hire most of his own coaches. So, um, you know, A.J. Preller does that. So, like, there's, there's a lot. If this thing continues to go south, I don't know that Bob Melvin survives. But there's a lot of people who probably shouldn't survive. If this thing goes south, that's another reason that be it the media, be it fans, look at the manager and the coaches and the other expendable people, because the players aren't going anywhere, at least the ones that are making a certain amount of money. 
So, you know, it's another thing to consider here. This needs to go right now <laughs> because a lot of these guys are going to be here for a long time. Uh, so there is an exit strategy. You know, there's some tradable guys, uh, but it's that's not what you want to be thinking about now. And I want to stress that I don't think we're at any point now, except the point of kind of talking about it because it's fun. Maybe not really fun, but it's an like, interesting exercise. Yeah, right. And and also we got to be prepared. I mean, there's no guarantee this thing turns around. Uh, but I, I, I do think that it will, I think it's preposterous, uh, how, how bad it is and how it's gone. And that's part of my, my thinking is that it'll get, it'll get better. Yeah. Uh, an easy way to get right, Kevin, is to play a team like the Royals, uh, based on <coughs> what, what homework you've done and what you've seen, uh, what can fans expect out of Kansas city? Uh, again, not much. I mean, look, this should be the kind of team that the Padres hitters get well against. It just, it just shut. This is the Royals are what the Padres were at one point. You know, you come in um, and, and maybe even you're feeling good. You're the Royals. You're like, Hey, this is going, this is going good. And you just play a flat out better team. And there's really not much you can do about it. That's just the way it is. And then the sombreros going and the pinata and all that stuff. And um, they start to feel good. And, and one thing they haven't done is put together more than a couple games. Uh, and it's been rare that it's even been a couple. <laughs> um, uh, of of real, you know, what they expected to be. So three or four of those, and it probably is off to the races like it was last year. Um, mm-hmm. So early on and then late. Um, so at no point this season have they played, well, I should say that, except over this, at no point in a larger than a week have they played as poorly as they did for three months last year. Right. Uh, they also last year never lost seven of eight as they have now. Right. Is that what it is? Lost track. Yeah. It's seven of eight. Um, but in terms of a, a longer period, of, uh, uh, say 15 games, 20 games, 30 games, they were not, you know, like this. Right. And, and you know, is that troubling? Sure. Absolutely. You know, and there, there are trends. Uh, teams that do go deep in the playoffs generally – you know, write themselves after a couple of weeks. Um, now, the Padres did, if you'll remember. There was a two-week period where they had one of the better records in the league. So uh, I'm not saying they haven't righted themselves, but they need to pull out of this one. The other thing, like Manny Machado talks about it all the time, the elite players know how to not go, not let a one for eight become a one for 20. Well, a couple of the elite players have allowed them to become one for 20s. So mm-hmm. You know, there are some troubling signs for sure. That's not in any way my pushback. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't I, I've made it clear in writing several times, and I'm making it clear here. It's awful, and there mm-hmm. are troubling signs. Mm-hmm. I guess one of my things is um, I like perspective, and a failure. Mm-hmm. This team failing to make the playoffs would be historic. It would be like an epic epic failure it's one of the, like one of the reasons i don't like that we throw out these words like greatest or epic or you're the king or whatever is it then diminishes <laughs> the times when it really is that and this would be monumental failure by the padres and yeah. i just don't think that we can that we're close to even saying that now mm-hmm. i just i don't right. think back to 2021 at this time absolutely convinced every single person watching the Padres that they were going to be a playoff team and mm-hmm. challenging the, the Dodgers and swept the Dodgers in June, by the way, took seven of the first 10 games against them. That's again, it's May 15th. Right. 
Right. And that's what you're bad, but it's May 15th. One of the things I love about co-hosting this podcast uh, with you, Kevin, after being a listener for years is I think a platform like a podcast can provide some nuance and some, some, some background that, that doesn't fit in the newspaper. Sometimes doesn't even fit in your newsletter, even though your newsletters are prolific. Um, and, I, and so I love being able to talk about something like this, like we were just able to do. Uh, I think it's kind of a good reset heading into what should be a, a pretty interesting week, if nothing else, games against the Royals and Red Sox. We're at the 30-minute mark, man, so we got to roll. Um, I will let you get down to the ballpark, and then uh, we will huddle up later in the week to talk about Xander Bogarts taking on his former team, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. The Hot Lava Podcast for Kevin Acey. I'm Ryan Finley. We'll see you next time.